Welcome back to the Tea and a Buddy podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Erica. And this is part two of the Get Back Beatles documentary that aired on Disney Plus. Yes. So if you didn't if you didn't catch part one, go back and listen. Yeah. (laughs) And in this one we'll be more a little bit more coherent about the three parts and everything, you know, just to to let you know what's going on in case you missed it. And if you're a Beatles fan, you've probably seen it anyway. We had to sit down from the first podcast. We we were too excited. (laughs) Yes. We have to sit down, otherwise we get too excited, you see. Yes. (laughs) Which is in the third part, I believe. But yeah, a lot, you know, what we were talking about with, um, in part one of the documentary, and in part one of the Get Back documentary too, is that they weren't in agreement over what they were going to do with this documentary or TV special. It was kind of like a, a... uh, idea that yeah. they had. Yeah. That Paul Paul had this Paul idea. Paul had this idea. Got with Michael Lindsay Hogg. Hog. And they basically just started filming. They just started filming like. and they told, you know, John, George and Ringo to turn up at Twickenham Film Studios. Yeah. And oh, we'll rehearse the songs and we'll do a TV special. Right. And it'll be kind of like around the Beatles 69. Which like in a, in around the there was a TV special they did in 1964, which was their show, but they had other acts on. Why was it called Around the Beatles 69? Because... Makes it sound like 1969 it happened in. Yeah, I was no, confused ar- about that. <laughs> no, no, no. He he meant like it's Around the Beatles 69 when John oh, said that. Oh, it'll be Around, around the, the Beatles, Beatles 69. Because okay. they had this scaffolding and stuff. They yeah. were going to put up this scaffolding. The, the plan was to film at Twickenham Studios. They would build a set and they'd just film it there, then playing. Yeah. And Paul said, oh, it's like around the Beatles. They'll have scaffolding around and people can watch us from there and, you know, whatever. You yeah. Because they did in that around the Beatles document, um, well, and John, documentary. And John wanted the plastic when they were finished. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have the plastic when you're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> and they had this kind of like... I don't know, you've seen around the Beatles. They they need to find like the master of that somewhere and clean it up. Yeah. Because I've got a bad copy of that, but it's got them doing a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. It's where they do um, Twist and Shout and I think... Twist and Shout, Can't Buy Me Love. They were miming to it. They'd recorded it in a studio and they were just miming to it. It wasn't live. Yeah. But I think... um... It looks like Paul's singing the lead for some reason. Can't, in, no, no, can't buy me love. John is singing oh, the lead, okay. and, they, and they, they zoom in on John, and John's just there going, He's just there getting with it, you know, even though it's Paul's song, you know. And anyway, yeah, we digress. I anyway, digress. Yeah, so when they went to show Michael Lindsay Hogg, they went to show, because I guess John and Paul had kind of had an argument that day or something. And they weren't getting on. Mm. And we, we didn't know anything about it. But, you know, Paul came, you know, Michael Lindsay Hogg and Dennis O'Dell. I don't know if they had or if or if Michael Lindsay Hogg was just speaking generally. Oh, well, you and Paul you aren't, aren't getting, getting along, along these great. days. Yeah. You know, not like you used to in the past, you know, because John yeah. was a little bit too like, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not. But they, they showed him the ideas for the sets and he goes, oh, it's around the bit. And he goes, oh, yeah, Paul, Paul would know. Yeah, Paul knew you were going to say that, and oh yeah, and you know they were all these uh, perspex plastic boxes, you know, see-through plastic, yeah, where you could see us through it, you know, and people can stand on it and just watch and yeah. whatever. And th- none of them were in agreement of that. <laughs> George Harrison didn't 
want to do a TV special from the get-go. Yeah. And Paul wanted to, but he wanted to do it kind of like, oh, we're, we should go in, set up somewhere like we shouldn't be in. Yeah. Like a pop-up gig where we shouldn't be. And John said he was quite into the idea of performing live in front of an audience. Yeah, he was, oh, I, I did getting back on stage again. Yeah, George was not having any Ringo of it. Ringo didn't want to go abroad. Yeah. And he was like, but then that that was Michael Lindsay Hogg, though. He was like, oh, we shouldn't do it at Twickenham. We should do it something. You're the to, Beatles. Yeah, You're too we, big for this. We should be it's something that befits the music and your your legendary status. So this idea of Sabratha in Tripoli, yeah, which is in North Africa in Libya, mm-hmm. um, and they show it on screen. They show it, it looks, on screen. It looks a pretty spectacular. It's a location. spectacular location. It's like, and he, he had but this no, two thousand no, torchlit Arabs in yeah, the desert in the, in the audience. Yeah, in the yeah. audience. And but it was nothing to do with the Beatles. It was you know? nothing to do there with was the no Beatles. Re- there was no, no sort of relation. It was just <laughs> kind of like, oh, this massive concert. He's looking for this massive, like, wow, yeah. wow factor. Yeah, which would have befitted maybe the Rolling Stones. And none of them were really that into that. I but think not John, the I think John was a little bit like, yeah, that that. Oh yeah, we, looks why aren't great. we doing this in L.A.? Why aren't we doing this we'll in France? Do, we'll be doing the you middle know? eight as the sun comes up. up you know? Yeah, he yeah. was into all the artists aspects of that you yeah. know like of the film it looks it look it would look great mm-hmm. but george was like nah i don't want to go abroad i'd rather do the show and then have the holiday well, ringo made a good point and ringo was like oh well england and america is our world that's kind Why of are we going to north africa base, yeah. to do this you know yeah and so we should do the show either here or in america and we're here so we'll do the show here yeah you know yeah and in front of an English audience, so he wanted an like, English audience. Yeah. So it was like, and then they decided, oh, well, we'll 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 give tickets to all English fans, and it can be English fans we'll who go out there. We'll load them up on a ship. We'll and... load them up on a ship, and maybe you can play for them as the house band. Yeah, and George was and George just was like, like, that's oh, absolutely be... expensive and insane. And we're going to be stuck on a ship with all these fans, <laughs> you know? Like, it it's like at like least a you nightmare. can go home from here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we stuck two weeks on a boat with a bunch of people, psycho fans of ours, and <laughs> yeah. nowhere to escape to. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that sounds insane, and no, I'm not doing it, you know? And and he at that point, it was kind of getting to that point where he was just kind of like, yeah, the, the people are trying to force us to do this crap. When we're all not really agreeing on it. Yeah. And so we'll, you know... George particularly George, was having yeah. a hard time in this first part because not only was he not into this, the idea of this documentary or the live gig, but Paul was getting on to him a lot. Paul, <laughs> yeah, Paul was wanting him to play it the way he wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. And it was during Don't Let Me Down where they were doing this, like, harmony and stuff, and, and George comes out and he says, well... That's the same old crap, really, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. Same old, you the know, idea the, that Paul had for for and John John's... said, "Well, I like well, I like the same old old crap. You know, I I like it. You know, I I you know, I want to to um keep doing that." And Paul's like, "Yes, yes, let's keep doing that. That's what works for in the pattern." John's like, "No, you'd you'd hate it." If we could listen to this back now, you you would hate it, and it's absolutely awful. And that's when Paul got wound up, yeah, and was all like, "Oh no, we're not doing this, you know. Oh, can't do this on can't film. Can't and... <laughs> do this on camera. We've got to pull this together." And I I hate being boss. I hate having to pull us all together. Yeah, 
like that. I, I believe him. Yeah, no, no, he was totally right there. He was like, oh, I don't like being the boss here. Yeah. You know, Brian was the boss. Brian was the one who told us what to do. Yeah. And I was, you know, cajoled you all into doing it because it's what he wanted to do. Yeah. And we all kind of did But he was it. kind of in agreement most of the time with Brian's ideas. Yeah, Brian's <laughs> ideas were very good. You know, Brian's, Brian's were... You know, they got the band famous. <laughs> yeah. You know, put you on suits, we'll put you on the TV. You've got to play their game for a while. You can't be, yeah. you know, mm. doing this. And so, yeah, that's what happened. And, you know, when Brian died, it was kind of like Paul was left to steer the ship and he didn't want to. Yeah. And so in this first part, it's very... Um... It's not as depressing as the Let It no, Be film. No, no, no. I mean, the Let it, the original Let It Be film, it just kind of made it look all dark and depressing, and you didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And, you know, eventually, then, things break down, they have a lunch, George leaves the band mm-hmm. at the end of part one. Yeah. And so, they're all wound up then. Yeah, you know, going. Oh, what we do? What we coming back here for? What you know? This I is thought it, that was you know? kind of a crazy. Yeah, because they did. They definitely didn't include any of that in the Let It Be. No, film. no, no. They didn't include anything of George walking out. It was just kind of like they. He include Michael Lindsay Hogg included the tense moments between him and Paul. Yeah. But then it just kind of like cut from there to to the apple. Uh, yeah. You know the apple footage. Yeah. So in so in this uh, so in part one of this documentary, the Get Back documentary, um, you get to see them come back after George has left, and they're just kind of like, I don't know what we're coming back here for. <laughs> well, you know? It's a lot of audio, and then you know he has Yoko, and th- there's this like, oh yeah, they jammed for a while. Yeah. And then they so they got the cameras on that of Yoko just sitting on George's cushion, going wah, you know, as she does. Into and that the was microphone. really interesting. And Paul's just there going playing the bass and holding holding playing the up. drums and Ringo's there going rock it to me baby <laughs> this is the sounds of 1969 Paul, Paul's really into it because he's holding the guitar up yeah. to the um, it's like, amp like yeah. getting the feedback like he's really into this like you know. avant-garde Yoko screaming thing so it's quite a contrast to the idea we have of Paul and Yoko's relationship at yeah. this point in time before this documentary came out you know no, he liked Yoko she it was shows great that it shows a different relationship, yeah. really, you know. I think, you know, it was just kind of like over business decisions he was kind of getting wound up at her for, yeah. you know, later on. And really, was it even wound up at her or was it wound up at the fact that John was using her as his spokesperson? You well, know? <laughs> yeah, this is what happened then. Yeah. Uh, you know, they decided to have a meeting at Ringo's house. Yeah. On the Sunday. No, mm-hmm. that none of that was filmed, obviously. That was that was a private meeting. Mm-hmm. And in that meeting, Yoko spoke for John. Yeah. And halfway through it, George left. Because that was on the Sunday. Then the Monday they came back to Twickenham. Ringo turns up. And Michael Lindsay Hogg's there going, Well, I got a call from Neil saying none of you were turning up. And Ringo's all like, Well, you tell Neil I'm here for lunch. So this is this. So this is basically where part part two two begins. begins. Yeah, yeah. Where they're kind of like, okay, you know, they're they're reeling because George looks like he's actually left the band, you know, and so they're all kind of just sitting around, basically like. What are we doing now? Where we go? Where are we going yeah, they, from they here? Were just, they were just sitting there. The cameras are rolling, and 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 I think Michael, Michael Lindsay Hogg says, "Well, I've got enough for a documentary if I can use all of it." Yeah, 
but you know, especially all the bad parts. And it'll and just be Ringo's the like, yeah, use it all. And then. it'll just be a documentary about yeah. the breaking up of the Beatles, you know. Yeah. And that'll be the storyline. That'll be you the storyline, yeah. And, and then just, Paul turns up yeah. with Linda, and they kind of just like chat a bit about the meeting, and you know, Paul's very shaken because it. You know, nobody can get John on the phone. Mm-hmm. And George isn't doesn't seem like he's coming back. And so he's kind of like all tense and nervous and he's about to cry because, you know, he's thinking... And it's very... Ca- it's one of the most candid scenes Yeah, in the whole film. It's one know, of the really. most candid parts... In the whole documentary, It's one of yeah. the most candid moments that Paul McCartney's... Ever, the most vulnerable Paul McCartney's ever, ever, ever... Because it's just him and Ringo sit in there. Let himself look like. Yeah. You know? Because you know? um, yeah. then he goes like... And then there were two... And he like almost starts crying. Yeah. His eye, and the camera closes up on his eyes all filled with tears and everything. Yeah, it's really no, sad. Because nobody can like raise John, you know. Yeah. And and Ringo's like, oh well, send a telegram, you know. We don't know if John's coming in or something. And Neil Aspinall's sitting there going, yeah, I think they're done, you know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here, you know. It's mm. It looks like it's the end. Yeah. Paul's like, oh, we're halfway through a documentary, you know, it's, the, it's a bit, oh, you know. Yeah, because but at then that John, point, they, they finally only got had, John, like, you know? a couple of songs, I think, that were, like, sort of ready-ish to practice and record. Yeah, they, John didn't have that much um, to, to give. George was coming up, going home and writing a song mm. every night, it seemed. Yeah. And that was winding John up a little bit, because... You know, he was getting a bit jealous because he was like, oh, where's he getting Yeah, this? we're skipping ahead a little bit. We're skipping bit. <laughs> a little bit. Well, no, that was in part but one. The, but there's just so much. Oh, was it? That was in part one. Yeah, that was in. Yeah, I guess in, so. He, oh, he yeah. He comes up with I Me yeah, Mine I and John's so. all like, oh, roll along, son. We're a rock and ball roll band here. You yeah. know, <laughs> You know, and George, is like, and George is like, well, I don't give a crap if you don't want it. You know, yeah. I'll put it in the musical. Yeah, you know? he's just kind of like, I don't care if you don't want it. Ugh, <laughs> you know, yeah. But that. then they play it as a band later on and John's waltzing with Yoko and he goes, oh, actually, I like that one now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I think George really says, oh, you like it now, do you? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I like that one. And it's, and it's very kind of like, you know, when George leaves and then... John finally answers the phone and Paul speaks to him and he's like, he's coming in and Paul's gets all re-energized for Ma- it. I think Mal's like, oh, I've got John on the phone. He goes, do, do you want to speak to, to him? Do you want to speak to John? Like, yeah. <laughs> Jumps up and runs off. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's like looking all happy and just kind of like, yeah. it's completely, totally well, different. Yeah, because it's like John's like, yeah, I'm coming in. We'll come in, you know. Yeah. We'll, t- we'll have a chat. Yeah. Because when they came in then, it was like, because they'd been doing all Michael Lindsay Hogg had been trying to get candid footage and audio of them. Yeah. They were like, okay, we need to have a chat, but away from them. Yeah. Away so from the cameras, of... go to the, let's go to the canteen and talk. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what they, you know, when he, when they heard that Michael Lindsay Hogg grabbed one of the sound engineers and said, get a microphone into the place. Yeah. Find out where they're going to be sitting and stick a microphone How in the flower. How do you know where phone. they were going to sit? That's what I want to know. Well, I guess they, they, they'd like... It must not oh, have been a very big room. It was not probably not a very big room. Maybe it was like, you know, whatever. But it was... He, he, they stuck a microphone in 
in the in, flower pot in the flower pot and set hit record you know yeah and so we get this conversation between john and paul that's totally candid totally illuminating to every beatles fan yeah where you know john is like yeah george i'm he sides with george you know he side he totally sides with george he goes yeah i'm with george on yeah, this yeah because it's a festering wound we treat him like a kid that we don't you know you know we don't we poo poo his ideas and whatever you know and we treat him like a kid and you know he's got this festering wound and we don't we haven't given him any bandages paul yeah you know yeah and paul's like yeah i know yeah yeah and, and, and you know it's all this and, and then john paul goes, sounds like and he... john goes yeah and actually i feel the same way because we couldn't we oh you're paul mccartney you're paul, <laughs> you know I, I was always scared to tell you yeah when an arrangement where you'd want to take the song a different direction where i didn't want it and there was a time we couldn't say that to you we couldn't well, say we yeah. couldn't reject your ideas or i just or we sit couldn't back say, and let george do it <laughs> or, I'd sit, or i'd give it to george and george would kind of like do it or interest george in it and you know but there was a time when we could say no we couldn't say no to yeah, you you yeah. know mm-hmm. and you know because oh i'm paul mccartney and, you know, <laughs> yeah and it was just like you sometimes you no- were wrong and and sometimes you were right you know no, like, as oh, we all are suddenly you can do everything you know yeah and 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 dominic and i were talking and we really think that yeah. this might have started with yesterday Probably, I think yeah. I think yesterday may have been like the beginning of the end for them as a band because suddenly it was apparent that Paul didn't necessarily need them, you know. But the sad thing, the most tragic part of the Beatles story, in my opinion, is, okay, yeah, Paul's a, a musical genius, right? He didn't necessarily need the others. Yeah, I mean, he but he wanted d- them. But he wanted them. He yeah. wanted them. But they didn't want to be his side men. No. No. It was it was a group. It was always the Beatles, you know. Yeah. It was always four equal share. And I know, think whatever. he and I think he wanted it to be like it had always been, but he was just so creative and he has mm. and he still <clears throat> has to this day such a strong work ethic that he's just always creating. He's just always well, putting yes, because at the end something out, you know. At the end of the Twickenham footage. Mm. They're just, they are, it's just John, George and Ringo sitting about. Yeah. Doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And Paul is tapping his feet and he's like, very unswinging this, you know, not doing anything, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're not achieving anything. And John's just there, you know, a wambabaluma, you know. Yeah, just talking nonsense. and. When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed help, anybody's help in any way. And I thought it was interesting. He's just like, yeah, I mean... Why are we here? George isn't here, so we can't really get any work done. I thought the response to the way John comes off in this documentary was interesting amongst <sighs> Beatles fans because I saw a lot of people going, oh, I don't like the way John was coming off in this documentary. I don't know. I don't really know how to take that other than, I don't know. I don't know if in they were- In part one, he, was, he couldn't be more disinterested. I, well, I don't know why. I don't know if they were saying they don't, if they were saying that they feel like Peter Jackson made him look a certain way, or were they saying That's probably they don't like the way that... John was acting, period, yeah, you I know? Think, yeah, I think it's 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 a little bit of both, I think. But for me, it was only the first part that he was like that. Mm-hmm. 
when they did when they got together with George, yeah, and everything was smooth and happy, and you know they they you know they were like, they were prepared to give him what he wanted to come back, yeah, and so George said, "You know what? No TV special, nix that, yeah. and we move into Apple mm-hmm. to record the album, yeah, and I wish they did, and they did, and as soon as they got there. They all came alive. They were all happy, and they were like, yeah. "Oh yeah, this is really good. It's a nice." And from the get go, they were going used to, to Twickenham... recording in a smaller space. Well, than Twickenham, studio, you know? studio Studio Two was smaller, but it was also familiar. Yeah, of Abbey Road. Yeah, you know, but it was still a big studio. You know, but it, it was still kind of like you know with. It wasn't as big as Twickenham. I well, mean, Twickenham studio, was a was a huge. It was a like, cavernous. It was a stage. Yeah, a, yeah. It was, it was, um, it was a yeah, sound stage, a, like a movie lot or yeah. whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. You yeah. Know? Which nowhere in Abbey Road was that big. Well, you know? Studio One might have been because it, it was equipped to handle a full orchestra. Yeah, I can't yeah, but I mean, still, it it still it was familiar territory to them. Twickenham yeah. wasn't. Yeah, and it was you know when they got I mean, into Abbey Ab- when they got into um, Savile Row. Yeah, they were like, oh yeah, it feels better. It felt better coming back here today. But it and wasn't, fam- but that wasn't familiar to them either. But it was theirs. It was theirs. Yes. Yeah. No, they they had total control. They had total over control it. over it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like people coming in from the who worked at Twickenham to gawp at them and all that. You know, there yeah. was people they knew yeah. were surrounding them in the building. You so know? when they move into um, Apple, apparently... Into Ma- the basement, yeah. John, John's friend, Magic Alex, <sighs> yeah. had, had built them some equipment that was apparently no good. It so was it duff took, equipment, yeah. It he took posted... Like a- it took like a week, right, to remove it and a, to get a, some well, actual... A, well, a weekend, he sent an SOS to George Martin. But it was like several needed... days before they had things set up was, where they could like come in. It was like three like days. And... Was it? Yeah, they got a, over a weekend, they worked around the clock to install um, portable EMI recorders and yeah. stuff, you know, and a, and a control room. And, you know, because Magic Alex had again... Had, you know, not come through for them. Speaking of Magic Alex, there's another great part. I think it's in this same part two of the Get yeah. Back documentary where they come in with one of his other inventions, which is a it was a bass, a bass on one uh, side and a guitar a, on the other yeah, side. Yeah, and it was like a flip. And, you know, it and was like flip, he'd, 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 done, he'd done the mock-up of it and it looked like a toy, you know. It looked yeah. like a wooden toy that... And it, and the neck. Flipped. You would flip the neck. And it goes, around. oh, this is this is the latest invention from. And they from, were just like, how do you? And they how just would goes, you string this up though? No, it's, it's like your hands would be like on the on the on the strings, you know, on the back of the thing to fret them. It's like and, they were and John all just was, laughing. John, John goes, yes, give him half a million. I'll give him give him the money for just this. You know? I, I, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like you know what. And I, th- was, I think George oh. said, "Give him, give him the money, and tell him, give I, him half a million quid or whatever." Yeah. You know, and John was like, "Yeah, have him make a prototype, or have him make a prototype." He says, "Give him the money for just this." John said, "You know, <laughs> yeah. the mock-up thing, you know." And it's just kind of like you know, because Mal handed it to them, and it's just kind of like, yeah, at that point, he was just one of John's mates. Yeah. You know? You get to see also um, a couple of the fans that hang that hung around Apple in those days, which, yeah, which yeah, they yeah. called the Apple Scruffs. So that was a good little 
little bit that I don't remember if they included in the original. Uh, I think it, it was just a very brief. Yeah, a lot of Let It Be was just very brief snips of all this footage. Yeah, and in and you know in part two everything's going swimmingly. Then they decide, oh, Billy Preston's in town. Let's get him in. Yeah, we need somebody. Well, they've been talking about what was it on um on Get Back? I think they were like, we yeah. need um. We well, need somebody on the piano. We piano. Can't, one of uh, us can't go on the piano uh, if we're going to do this live because then we'll be yeah, out of guitar. Yeah, because usually we just overdub it later on, but we can't do that now. Yeah. And, and so, so yeah. Billy came in and, you know, they started playing I've Got a Feeling and Don't Let Me Down. And they explained. And they were just like, oh, you're giving us a lift, Bill. And you they know? explained that they knew him since Hamburg, which I don't think oh, they were reminiscing that in Let It Be. It was just no, all of a sudden Billy Preston. Preston was there. Why was he there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they explain, he goes, oh, George Martin, George Martin, have you met Billy Preston? Yeah, we used to play with him. He used to back Little Richard in Hamburg, and, and we, we've known him since then. Yeah. And it's like this whole documentary, it was so sad because all the time they were reminiscing, and even Paul brings it up, because, oh, yeah, every time we get together now, it's we, t- we just talk about the past. Well, you like know, a bunch of old age uh, pensioners. Because, <laughs> God, do you remember when we used to rock? <laughs> And it's like, yeah, that when they're reminiscing about Hamburg and playing all the old songs and stuff. Those, and it was like, that was the, the death. when they were happy. When they were happy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, yeah, that was a good day. You know, that was funny. Yeah, remember that old guy? And, you know, whatever. Yeah. And Billy Preston's name came up. Yeah. And he was in London and they got together. And yeah, and, and then they gave, you know, by part two, it was kind of like the, the Sabratha Africa trip was out. So oh, yeah. Michael Lindsay Hogg was like, what am I going to do with this documentary? What are we doing now with this? Yeah. I can't remember how part two ended. It ended with um, how the, how they were going to end the, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Because they were still talking about, oh, let's go abroad. Let's do a concert in Primrose Hill. Oh, right. And then it came, oh, we can't get Primrose Hill. Yeah, I guess that's, there was something off. else going on. They didn't really and explain And Paul was that. all like, oh, you know... So what are we going to do then? Yeah. And we'll have to come up with this idea. And I think it was Michael Lindsay Hogg and Glyn Johns. So then into part three, they decide. Well, no, it's at the end of part two. They come come to to Paul and they tell him, you know what? We're in the basement now. We could just, we don't have to go anywhere. We can just go on the roof and do a concert there. Yeah. And just do that there. Mm. And Paul's like, oh, that's a good idea. You can see on his face. So he and Ringo yeah, go yeah, up. you know, he and Ringo go up and they check it out. And Ringo's and, all happy. Yeah, Ringo's <laughs> all happy. Don't have to go abroad. Just all I have to do is go up to the roof. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's all I have to do. Yeah. And John and George, and George was kind of like, oh, I don't want to go on the bloody roof. Yeah. He didn't want to play didn't... live at all. No. He didn't really seem to be interested in playing live. He just wanted to make an album and I go I get the home. feeling that he felt like they weren't good enough to play live. I think, yeah, I think, no, I think he was, he yeah. was, he was thinking. We can't play live together We can't together play live anymore. together anymore because we haven't done it for so long. Yeah. We get together, we, we go through the tracks and yeah. we just kind of play and then we do our own individual parts, which is what happened on the White Album, you know? Yeah. And it's like, we don't sound good because I've just been playing with Eric Clapton and Delaney and Bonnie and they're a great band and, you know, we're not, we're not as good as them. You yeah. know, he, he felt, I'm sure he felt like we're not as good to be live anymore. I don't want to go out there and people go, oh, the Beatles. Yeah. 
they sound terrible. Yeah. You know? So he was kind of like thinking, oh no, we can't sully that. You know, we can't sully our last gig. So part three then is basically them all working together to yeah. get some songs together to... To go on the roof and do this gig. Which oh. I think they they start listing, oh, we can do this and we can do that. And we can even throw in some old numbers. But I don't know what happened to that because they just totally scrapped that. Well, they threw it through in one old number, which was one after 909. Yeah, but no, but they were talking about doing other people's numbers too, like doing a full concert. You know, yeah. I don't know why they decided against because that. Because they didn't want to do other people's numbers because John didn't want to learn them. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I and I think that. it was a case of like, oh, we'd have to pay them royalties, you know? Yeah. Let's do our own songs, then we get <laughs> we get all the money and, you know, we don't have to freaking pay other people you know, Elvis's people and what who have Little Richard or Chuck Berry or whatever. Yeah. You know. You know, that's we don't want to play that, you know, we don't want to do that as a concert. And so basically they decide we're going to just make it a dress rehearsal. It was a dress rehearsal, yeah. We'll go up on the roof, you know, in our stage gear and we'll just run through a couple of numbers. About four songs a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what they did. That's what they did. And I never thought, because I think we talked about this in the previous podcast, mm. <laughs> I I thought it was like a concert, you know, just a short but little it was quick like, little like, concert. It was like six or nine songs, but like three of them were, I think six of them were like doubles, you know, yeah. they, they played like I've Got a Feeling twice, they played Don't Let Me Down Like three times. Three times. Get Back was like four times. Yeah. You know, because they, they kicked it off with like a sound check because yeah. they were recording it down in the in the thing. And a lot of like the album of Let It Be came from that performance, mm-hmm. you know, I a like, lot of the takes. And they, t- and they told us that. And the thing is, oh, this take appears on Let It Be. You I know? like the fact that Peter Jackson included when we're getting ahead of we're getting ahead of the concert now. Yeah. But um, he included at. At the end. At the very end of part three, yeah. Before he included George to say, um, oh, maybe you could just make it look like <laughs> the police came and the that's why came. we had to end the concert. Yeah. But, and that is what they did in Let yeah. It Be. That's that is, what I yeah. always thought happened. They had to stop because the police came up there when really... You could just edit they, it they to look, fi- make it look like, you know, the when, police came and we yeah. had to stop and playing. And so we had to stop playing, yeah. yeah. And, and that's what and that's that's what he did and, and in it's, Let and, It Be. And to be fair to him... That's what it looked like. That, no, that's what it largely what happened. I think they were like, you know... As no, I think as, they were finished. They were done? Yeah, I you think, think they that? were done. Because I think they... I th- yeah, maybe. Because they held the police down in the... Okay, well... we'll okay. Well, yeah, yeah, let's back up and we'll we'll get to that. We're, we're running out of time, so we're going to have to just, like, <laughs> do, do a shortened version of this. We're running out of time here. Because the, the, they put... Well, with the concert, mm-hmm. once it was all ready to go... Yeah. They Peter Jackson split screened it from every angle because they had like, like five cameras, there yeah. on the roof. Mm-hmm. They had a camera across the street on another building. Yeah, and they had one down in reception, which was a hidden one. Yeah, because they knew people would be coming in. I guess. And yeah, I guess they they figured the police would eventually turn up at some point. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, and they had one on the street capturing maybe, the reaction of people. Or you maybe know? just that pe- neighbors might be coming to complain about the noise or yes. whatever, you know. Well, what the, the guy from across the street came in and goes, oh, you're on, you're on my building or whatever. Yeah, and they're like, and no, they're we're not. not. <laughs> this is our building, you know. It's like, there's a camera crew right on top of my building, you and know. And they didn't ask for permission. They, they must have just gone in and gone up. And that's know? so funny because Dominic and I had the just... The 1960s, man, health Don- and safety, Don- you know? Dominic <laughs> and I had mentioned, like, surely they got their permission to go up on their roof. But, no. <laughs> but obviously they didn't then. Yeah. And the, eventually, you know, people, you know, most of the people in the street were like, oh, where's it coming from? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. The Beatles. Yeah. Good luck to them. And there was a couple who were like, oh, I don't think this is very appropriate. And yeah. uh, which disrupting inc- the day. Which and, they uh, include some of that in the original they, they, Let It Be. They include some of that. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, then I, the police eventually get called out and they're just like, oh, OK, where's it coming from? And the police clearly think it's like. And the police are a couple of very young guys, like probably a the few Beatles years age younger than the, the Beatles, Beatles yeah. I think, yeah. A couple of PCs from West End Central turn up and they go into the thing and they tell the, the doorman, this guy who's in the reception area, goes, you get them to turn it down, I'm going to start arresting people. And you'd get them to yeah. turn it down. They're like, okay, yeah, I'll go tell them now. We've so had however just, many complaints in 30 minutes, minutes you yeah. know, like, yeah. So you go and tell them to turn it down. So they're just, and you know, he's got it perfectly, like, you know, as it's going on. Mm-hmm. the simultaneous reaction of the cops and they're just yeah. standing in the thing waiting for them to come out because they can't just force their way in or whatever they need well like, they didn't oh, know where it was coming from they didn't, and, and he goes oh they do these studios they should have soundproofing and surely the, yeah surely and the, and the reception's like they're on the roof <laughs> There's yeah, a, they're she, on the and they go they're on the roof. Yeah, she just totally <laughs> gave it away there because it's like yeah they're on the roof, <laughs> on the roof right now. And so and it's like, like why oh yes what are they doing on the roof? And they were like oh you can't go on the roof because there's you know it's too many people wait, up lim- there. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait capacity and yeah. And um, Mal Evans comes down and he goes oh yeah um, I'm going to cut the feed and oh we don't we're just doing a couple of numbers we're just trying to make a living. He <laughs> says. <laughs> As I'm the Beatles road manager and we're just trying to make a living. He's like, yeah, and, you know, you just turn that down. Yeah. And then eventually... They hold them in the reception area, area quite a while, while, though. Until they go, do you want to come up? Yeah, do you want to come up? And yeah. then they came up. And I think then, they brought... The, I think, so there, I think they finally brought them up because they were almost finished. Yes. You know? And they were like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we're doing here now. And then Mal goes and turns off one of the amps during the Get Back performance, you yeah. know? Yeah. And Paul, the best bit of the whole thing is Paul turning round and seeing the cops there and going, woo! Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm assuming. He thinks, like, good end to the film, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. Well, that's what he wanted. Yeah. You know, he mentioned that early on in the in the documentary. Like, oh, we'll get dragged away. You yeah. know, play somewhere where we're being dragged away at the Houses of Parliament, yeah. he said. They're dragging us off, They're yeah. They're dragging us off and we're still playing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, the cops showing up. And the cops would have done it had they done another number, if, you know, because they, they went straight in to get back after Don't Let Me Down, because yeah. they turned up on the roof during Don't Let Me Down, and then they went straight in to get back. I'm guessing Maureen or somebody just pointed, because how how else did he know to or turn maybe because look, Maybe because know? someone came and moved a camera guy away, so the guy who was filming the Beatles could get the shot, I guess. And Paul was just the guy, you know, you know, because he was Ringo's st- right there where they kind of yeah. came in, so he would have seen them. But Paul had to actually turn around to see them, and any day, and, then Mal and he, comes he got and so t- excited. Yeah. During Get Back, Mal comes and turns off George's amp, and then John's amp. Yeah, I don't think George and John were <clears throat> immediately aware. They immediate, were just no. like, what is going on? <laughs> 
but then but you can see George is playing and he's just like yelling at Mal. I don't know what he's saying. And, and Mal's all like, oh, I've got to turn it off. They've told me to come and turn it They're off. Gonna you know? They're going to arrest us all, you know. <laughs> And and George is like, oh, sod it, you know. It's like yeah. I don't, I didn't want to play on the roof, but I'm playing on the roof. So he turns back on his yeah. amp, and they finish the the bit, and then they go down, you know. Yeah. And that's the end of it. And they go down and listen to it. Then you know, in the, I did see people complaining about his choice to do the split screen and show all the different cameras at once. They were like, oh, I didn't like that. You know, I guess it was too much to look at. Which I said, oh, it's too much to look at, but. I still liked it, you know. Yeah, it was good. It makes you want to go back and watch, watch it, it over so you can watch each camera. camera. Yeah. You know, yeah, you want to go back and watch it several times yeah. and just watch each camera each time, you know. Yeah. Which, which I think is a brilliant choice, really, of, of Peter Jackson to yeah. do that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty I much... I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. The last day of it was them recording the videos, well, recording recording let it be and the long and winding road and two of us mm-hmm. which ended up becoming their music videos you know yeah um which lo- was- which to me always looked a bit like sad and depressing as well yeah because i think they were kind of like now nah, we're not going to do another but they, concert of this yeah know? but they showed so many cuts peter jackson showed so many cuts of them recording it they're just messing around and stuff the whole time yeah. you know they're having yeah they're having fun even doing that so it really the whole thing made me made me very happy. Well, actually, he got, you know? it, he got them on. He got Paul and Ringo on board by telling them it's not as bleak as the Let It Be movie made it look. Yeah, and and how people sto- stories sensationalized come out of you know like oh it was a terrible time. Yeah, it's like you're laughing and you're joking and you know you're just making an album. Yeah, there's some tense moments, but it's like that's that's every every album. You yeah. know, we left so much out. You guys. yeah, we did. If if we made it sound interesting, if you haven't seen it, sorry for spoiling it. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully we you'll made enjoy it, it though. Yeah, when hopefully you go we made it, it sound interesting enough that you want to go and watch it for yourself because there's there's so there's just tons and tons of little things that I'm thinking of right now that we didn't mention yeah. that are just worth mentioning so you just go watch it for yourself and let us know what you thought <laughs> and that's it yeah that's it thank you guys as we always we the audition so much for tuning in we appreciate your support uh, we'll be back next week so be sure you come back for that and uh, we'll talk to you next time goodbye everybody bye Bye.